Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. There's a lot of serious issues that need to be dealt with in County Wexford. None more so than the current housing crisis that we have. You know, somewhere in the region, three and a half thousand people on a on a housing list, and we need to drive investment into the delivery of social and affordable housing in the county. So it, it got heated enough in there. And when you say heated, zoning was mentioned as well. Can you be a bit more specific as to where you were particularly energised about today? Yeah, well, Ross, uh, Kilran and the Rossler Harbour area, there was seven and a half acres for sale recently, and Wexford County Council lost the sale of that, I believe, on the head of €25,000. You know, seven and a half to- or seven and a half acres in, you know, in a built-up area like Kilran and Rossler Harbour within you know, a short distance of the Europort would be an ideal for affordable and, and indeed social housing. To lose that on the head of 25,000 is very disappointing. The Minister was here a number of months ago. He said there was 5,000 million available, 5 billion available for purchase of land, for delivery of social housing. And it's disappointing that we missed out on this because this would have put a lot of young couples, young families on the, the property ladder. Now, you raised the issue today in chambers. What was the response when you mentioned that 25,000 euro figure? Well, uh, somewhat submissive in the context of, you know, we're, we're looking at land here, there and everywhere, but that's not good to me or the people I represent or any of the councillors in this room at the moment. We're, we're, we're about delivery and we need to be delivering houses and we're not doing it at the moment. Now, what is the immediate knock-on effect since the eviction ban was withdrawn? What are you witnessing on the ground in your district? I suppose it hasn't really come to the fore as of yet. Uh, Will it? I presume it will. Uh, you know, it was a difficult decision. It was brought in, and any time that re- you remove anything like that, there's going to be consternation. There's going to be issues around it. We haven't really felt the full force of it at the moment. But the key to all this is the delivery and construction of social and affordable housing for the people that we represent. We're three and a half years trying to build 18 units into Goat. We've had numerous reports, we've had issues on board Panala, we've had technical issues. You know, we're currently, we've done 20 in Rassler Strand, we've, uh, we're going to construction with another 20. But that's making a very small hole in a, in a, in a very big problem uh, in this county. We need to be doing it on, on a massive scale. And it isn't happening, and whether you, whether that's planning on board Panala, technical issues, but that needs to be streamlined now, and we need to get on with the job. As A lot of us are here a good while, and we've been talking about housing for a good while, and we need to start delivering it. Just before I move on to the other councillors here as well, Yar, the ambulance officer here, we had yet another accident over the weekend here in Wexford. I am hearing that slowly but surely our A&E is starting to come back again. What's the position? What's happening? Yeah, well, as of tomorrow morning, Alan, uh, ambulances will start to go into to Wexford General on a more frequent basis in the context of the criteria that they meet for different pathways. So that's being expanded as of tomorrow morning. So like, we'll start to see more ambulances come into Wexford General, but we are looking at July for a full opening and a full f- to be fully operational for the National Ambulance Service to bring all patients in. As of tomorrow morning, we'll be able to bring resource cases and, and other uh, cases that meet certain criteria. So look, at it, it's a slow burner, but we're moving certainly in the right direction. We've, we had Air Corps 112 with us on, on Sunday afternoon. In, or sorry, yesterday afternoon down in Bargy, and I just like to wish both of those patients a speedy recovery. Yeah, because I mean the the, the uh, pressure on uh, the University Hospital of Waterford is huge at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, and we need to be careful. Like I, I think uh, one of the former councillors said, we need to use it or we may lose it, and we can't see a situation like that. I don't think that is the case, but we need to move this at pace now to reopen as as quick as we can. And it, it does take time with all the technical detail and the construction work that is required there, but it is moving in the right direction. And every week we see a little bit more. Uh, happening and uh, let's hope that we can do it maybe a little bit quicker than July. 
Uh, Independent Deputy Verona Murphy this, yesterday morning when she was talking on the programme said that the 97 beds in effect will be little over 40 beds by the time they take out beds that are already in existence there that have to be replaced. Is that news to you? Yeah, that's news to me as far as I know that there's a 96 bed unit planned and has been uh, for a number of years now as I alluded to before. I asked for that legislation to be fast-tracked to, 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 similar to what was done in the COVID times. Uh, the 96 bed is, is committed, it's in the, it's in the yeah. development plan and it, there's a commitment given by the team and indeed the Minister for Health and I know that the senior management of Wexford General are expecting those 96 beds and they will be a, a massive benefit uh, to, to Wexford General, to the wider community and we need to enhance that more and more. I'm led to believe that there could be a 40 bed unit coming, now maybe there's a bit of miscommunication there, a 40 bed modular unit but I can't confirm or deny that but I do know yeah. that there's the endoscopy unit has been dropped there uh, tomorrow, so that's a that's a big bonus to the county also. Dermot, you've been listening closely there to uh, Independent Councillor Jerk Carty. What are you hearing by way of the uh, decision reached on the eviction ban? What's happening in North Wexford? Well, there's not um, there's not a huge amount of inquiries are coming in, Alan. I I don't think I, I think emotional language like a tsunami, that like a language is. I don't believe that that's going to happen. Uh, I have one query I'm dealing with it, and it, I think it'll be dealt very efficiently. Mm. by Wexford County Council very, very quickly. So I, I don't see it. At this stage, it's certainly not a major problem as far as I'm concerned. The, the tsunami quote was attributed to Father Peter McVurry, who was That's quite right, vociferous yeah. on this as well. And then, uh, of course, he actually he made that comment to me on the programme last week. Um, people felt that the government were a little bit left of centre in the decision they've reached. Do you not think that way? No, no, no I, I do. I, I have a lot... I, I Listen to Father Peter McFerry, I, I think the one thing that comes out of man all the time is compassion. And uh, he was speaking from the point of view of human compassion for people, and I would agree with that. But governments have to make decisions, Alan, and they can't just let compassion, do, do you know what I mean, rule the decisions that they're making. So I'm absolutely satisfied at this stage as a councillor from Fine Gael that the measures that have been put in place to alleviate uh, the issues that will arise from whatever evictions do take place, that they will they will come into effect and that they will deal with the problem. And do you believe that, that it's in situ then to help people who find themselves, like some of the people we've heard about in, the, in this room today, yeah. elderly people really worried, not sleeping at night, could find themselves out of their homes because even though it hasn't come down the tracks like what we might be expecting, but it could come down the track. It could, but I mean, if people have concerns, the mechanisms are there through the various agencies for people to turn, particularly elected representatives like us, to represent people. Mm-hmm. But I do know from dealing with Wexford County Council, Wexford County Council, in fairness to the director, Carolyn Godkin, she's put a robust system into place to deal with this. And I thought her answers today on the question she was asked were, were honest. And uh, I certainly was reassured by what I heard from her. What did you make of the atmosphere within the room today? It got quite volatile. Do you think this is pre-election hysterics or what is it? I think it's probably a bit of that. I mean, um, look at Alan, the bottom line, I think what upsets a lot of councillors is that I'm four years here in May, which is next month, basically. And in the four years I'm here, it's very, very difficult to get anything done for your own part of the county. And North Wexford, you know, where I represent... And where do you lay the blame? No, I'm not laying the blame on anyone. I, I think to me, just looking at it as a new councillor, is that we simply don't have the money in Wexford to do what we say we will do. Mm-hmm. So every time we come up with a project, uh, from what I can take out of it, we're depending on money to come in from central government through grant schemes. or Like there was a figure put forward today, I think 20 million for works in Coretown. 
Now, you know, that sounds like something major is going to happen in Core Town. Sure, when are we going to get 20 million in North Wexford for a project? Yeah. It's simply not going to happen in the next number of years. So um, I, I think that leads to the frustration. But I would have to say, personally, I thought the behaviour in the Chamber today was anything but what it should be. Jim Moore, again, a busy weekend for you too. You were very much across the story of what mm-hmm. unfolded in Kilmore. I know you want to acknowledge the quick thinking of Eamon Hoare and the team here as well. But really, what happened? Well, it's, um, I did acknowledge um, the officials. It's a bank holiday weekend, and the local staff um, responded uh, very very quickly. Uh, within three hours, the problem arose, the problem was dealt with, the problem was fixed. It's a problem that we've had for 50 years, Alan. It's 50 years last year since we had the first phase of a wastewater treatment plant, uh, which did not provide any treatment. And I'm delighted to say um, that we're at the end, or very close to the end, of a project that is going to change the community of Kilmorkey quite dramatically. Mm-hmm. And it was an unfortunate incident that happened, but at the same time, problems arise, you deal with it as quickly and as efficiently as you can. Um, we're now at a stage where within the next four months, we're going to have the wastewater treatment plant completed. We are in the process of rebuilding in the sense of getting businesses back up and running. All the roads have, well, many of the roads have been affected because of the roadworks. Those in time will be dealt with as well. But the bigger issue is getting the village back to attracting tourism. And we need more positive. The positive element here is we have a facility infrastructure that's about to be launched in the next couple of months and I think it was unfortunate that the sense of uh, I suppose negativity with regard to the publication of that it is a problem we all have these problems arise and I think it far outweighed the uh, effects of what happened and but had that been said You're I've spoken to, to get the part of their Kimura well, is a beautiful uh, part of absolutely the we've had this before where we were where we were bad-mouthed by the EPA, above all people, when it came to being part of a village that had no proper treatment plant. So I'm looking forward with businesses who are looking forward to attracting people here. Our businesses opened last weekend. Uh, they had a busy weekend, in spite of some inclement weather, which didn't materialise to the extent that we were led to believe. But people are getting ready for a busy summer. We need businesses up and running. We have a lot of positivity. This treatment plant will be open. We'll be revisiting the roads and traffic management. We have a um, business hub um, being developed at the moment and the expressions of interest are being dealt with by Wexford County Council. We have ORUS funding to develop more walkways. So we are in a position where I think the businesses will be looking forward, not only for this year, but into the future where we can provide a really strong economy. Can I just get a quick comment in relation to what Dermot has said there about the frustration of trying to get things across the line? How frustrating is it for you? Where do you put the blame? Well, it's, it's not a question of blame. It's a question of expectations. There's a process there very often, and, and, and part of the problem here is the process is long-winded. As we've discovered with delivering housing, as we've discovered with delivering planning, meeting various environmental issues, we had a presentation this morning with regard to coastal erosion, and I can tell you, Alan, in the next five years, while you're sitting in Southeast Radio, it will be a problem. Whatever we do with housing will hopefully be dealt with over the next few years. Coastal erosion is a different matter. 
And I think that's going to be the big threat. Thank you, Dermot. Thank you, Jim. And just a, a quick comment for you on that issue as well. Frustration of trying to get things across the line. Yeah, I suppose it's similar to what Jim said, but even in, in relation to his own area, like the, the new wastewater treatment system in Kilmore will be groundbreaking in the context of being able to drive tourism investment into to Kilmore. And that needs to be done more and more in rural Wexford. A lot of our, you know, uh, area, rural areas have no wastewater. They have no expectation then of expansion. And they're dying on their feet. But we, we as a county council need to keep that on the agenda and we need to be able to deliver those wet water treatment plants. Now, as Jim said, it took a long time in Kilmore, but it's going to be groundbreaking, but it needs to be done across rural Wexford. And as as we alluded to at the previous meeting, we've 211 kilometres, vulnerable kilometres of coastline that are going to cause us major problems in the next 20 years. And if we were to fix that problem, there's a, a tentative figure of a billion euros it will cost to protect that 211 uh, kilometers of soft coastline. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.